Welcome to What Christians Should Know, hosted by Dr. Elijah Sadoffel. This podcast equips you with clarity and meaningful answers about God, the Bible, and your Christian life. Now, here's Dr. Sadoffel. I would invite everyone to turn to the book of Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 3 for this morning's sermonette. This evening's, I'm sorry, sermonette. So you're saying this morning. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3. Now we're going to read our theme verse in a second. But this evening I'm going to have one single solitary point. So here's the point from the the word go. Tonight's point is, sometimes life does not make any sense, yet sometimes reality is not supposed to make any sense. Why? Because it will only make sense in the fullness of time. One more time. Sometimes life does not make any sense. Yet sometimes reality is not supposed to make any sense. Why? Because it will only make sense in the fullness of time. Now the prophet Habakkuk in his book, in chapter 2, verse 3, we find him in a predicament where reality does not make any sense. He begins the book by saying, Lord, there's violence all around me. Do something. God says, okay, Habakkuk, I will. The Chaldeans are coming. Habakkuk says, God, how can you do that? They're the bad guys. This does not make any sense. And then when Habakkuk decides to wait on God, and he says, I will enter into my guard post and take a stand. God then answers his prophet while the world is not making any sense. And he says in chapter two, verse three, for the vision is yet for the appointed time. God is all seeing. Yet what this verse tells us in plain English is that at an appointed time, God will literally allow someone to see something. God will communicate something to a person with the intent of that person telling others. The vision is for the appointed time, but no one knows when that appointed time is. The appointed time when someone has their eyes open and they are actually able to see something and to now actually discern what reality actually means, that appointed time may be, beloved, long after you and I are gone. God has determined to give a vision to someone so that they and and thus The people can see things clearly, but that clarity may be a long time 
coming. Now that was a weighty statement. Let's, let's break this down piece by piece. Let's begin with a narrow lens. In Habakkuk's immediate reality, reality did not make any sense. God says, my judgment is coming. Didn't make any sense to Habakkuk why God was using the Chaldeans. But God will end up telling his prophet, but the righteous will live by his faith. The thing, the instrument that will preserve you, Habakkuk, in God's coming wrath is simply believing. It wasn't the temple. It wasn't the law. It wasn't a priest. It wasn't a sacrifice. God was telling his prophet, the thing that will preserve you in my coming wrath is faith. Now to a prophet in the Old Testament, this was a foreshadowing. This was an illusion of the gospel to come. But to someone who was living in a time when Jesus Christ wasn't even born yet, the entire idea of being preserved solely and exclusively by faith did not make any sense. And that's the point, church. Because the book of Habakkuk isn't about the Chaldeans. The book of Habakkuk isn't about Habakkuk. The book of Habakkuk ultimately points forward to Jesus Christ. So that now by having faith in him, the righteous will be preserved. But now here's the insight. Habakkuk would have never understood what all this meant in the time in which he lived. We do. You know why? Because it's 2019. We do. Do you know why? Because we have not only the book of Habakkuk plus the life of Jesus Christ plus the New Testament. So while Habakkuk could have looked around and said, God, this didn't make any sense. If you traveled back in time, you could say, Habakkuk, exactly. It's not going to make any sense. Because the vision is yet for the appointed time. And God's plan, God's fullness of revelation has not yet revealed itself in the fullness of time. Let's zoom out a little further. Habakkuk was a man who lived in the kingdom of Judah, meaning he lived in and amongst Judahites. Now let's take a trip down Bible history. In 2 Samuel chapter 7, God made a promise to King David and said, David, from your line will be born the Messiah, and the Messiah would be a member of the tribe of Judah. Now watch this. That promise was made to David hundreds of years before Habakkuk lived. Which means what? Which means when God now sends the Chaldeans to be instruments of wrath on the people of Judah, Judah wiped out, Jerusalem wiped out, temple destroyed, people exiled to Babylon, because God had already made a promise to King David hundreds of years before, in the midst of God's coming wrath, God already knew that there were going to be a particular people who were going to be preserved. Why? To fulfill the promise of the Messiah who would come, who would be a Judahite. 
Church, if God's wrath wiped out everyone in the kingdom of Judah, God would now be going back on one of his promises. And God never, ever goes back on his word. So now when we zoom out and look at the big picture, God's wrath being inflicted on Judahites, but a particular segment of them being preserved in the midst of the wrath, being preserved in the midst of the exile, being preserved in the midst of the fact they went over to Babylon, spent 70 years there, and then came back, was revealing to us what? That God really is trustworthy because he never would go back on his promise. And what ended up happening? The Messiah, who is a Judahite, was born in a town called Bethlehem. Was Habakkuk able to see all that in his acute reality? He wasn't, because the vision is appointed, the vision is for at appointed time. Now when we zoom out the farthest now, if anyone were to look at Jesus Christ dying on the cross, they would say, this doesn't make any sense. The Romans are the bad guys. They're killing him. All the Pharisees, all the religious leaders, they're the bad guys. They're the ones responsible for putting him up on the cross. And seeing Jesus suffering would not make any sense. It wouldn't in the acute reality. But when we now zoom out and see the resurrection, when we now zoom out and see everything that has happened in the last 2,000 years, Jesus being crucified on the cross, was the greatest victory for the kingdom of heaven until Jesus comes back. But someone being there in the moment would be unable to appreciate that reality because the fullness, the richness, the breadth, the depth of God's plan had not yet been fully developed. Church, when our cute reality does not make any sense, I dare say there are going to be plenty of times where it's not supposed to make any sense. We cannot, as finite people, ever judge the timeless purposes of an infinite God in five minutes. It doesn't even make any sense. How could we? Because our frame of reference is only right now where God's frame of reference is eternity past to eternity future, which goes back to what I said in the beginning. Sometimes life does not make any sense, and that's exactly how it's supposed to be. Now let's bring this all home. We may look out at the world around us and read a new story, being a family situation, being a church situation, being a work situation, that doesn't make any sense. Congratulations, it's not supposed to. We may see mass shootings in two different cities in this country in the past two weeks. We may see protesters occupying an airport in Hong Kong. We may see Christians now becoming the number one targets of hate crimes across the entire world in the last couple of years. None of this doesn't make any sense. I agree with you, but we don't know 
how this all is going to end. We don't see how all this started. We don't see what God is going to do with this in five minutes, in one year, in two years. The fact that we can only see the present means we can't see where all of this is going. Things may seem pointless now simply because we are blocked from seeing how this all plays out in the divine plan. We can't see, but God can. Hence, because we can't see, hence, because God can, the most reasonable, rational thing to do is to do what? To simply trust God, which is why in the very next verse, what does God say? But the righteous will live by his faith, knowing that the ultimate meaning of right now can never be seen right now. One more time, we live by faith knowing that the ultimate meaning of right now can never be seen, can never be appreciated right now. It has to be seen and appreciated from the standpoint of eternity. And because God is the God of yesterday, today, and forever, we simply live by trusting Him. And that is all. Thank you for listening. For more valuable resources, including a bookstore and online Bible study, visit wcsk.org.